Welcome to For the Quantum Grammar Shoot Podcast, the only podcast of its kind on the internet. I'm your host, Colin Jason Knife and Matthew Colin Glass, and in this podcast, I will take you through certain scenarios, share certain stories with you, as seen through the lens of the technology known as correct sentence structure, communication parse syntax grammar, i.e. quantum grammar. This is a podcast of opinion, a podcast of my stories, of his stories. Thank you very much and enjoy. I went over and over in my head what what should be the final topic for the final episode for the Quantum Grammar Shoot on Anchor. I actually recorded two whole podcasts and deleted them uh, because I wanted to make the last one a useful one, a valuable one, and a special one to, uh, you know, sort of say thanks to the listeners that have stayed loyal and been here. Even if they didn't, quote-unquote, physically support the podcast, they were here listening to it. So I think I settled on a good topic, and that topic is, as always, in my mind, the most important part of correct sign structure communication, parse syntax grammar, and that's the psychology of it. But I'm going to go in another direction and say, and kind of repeat a goofy quote that we hear all the time in different uh, in different genres, whether it's martial arts, music anything really and that and that quote is keep it simple stupid yes i know goofy but let's think about that for a minute this has been my volition from the beginning in teaching this and learning it actually was to learn it and then simplify it distill it down to its simplest form so that I could teach it easily to others. And from the results of my teaching in the last five years, I'd have to say I've accomplished that goal and continue to streamline it and fine-tune it. And I've also done that in my videos on my YouTube channel, where I've been able to distill this data down into its simplest form so that it doesn't seem too overwhelming or too complicated. Now the topic of this podcast is going to be keep it simple stupid. There are individuals out there uh, who apparently seem to want to make this technology appear complicated. And I have a feeling that it's because either they don't know it, they don't have closure on it, Or maybe they want to make money from it, so they want to make you feel like you need them as an expert to guide you through it. Otherwise, you're never going to learn it. And it creates sort of a dependency where you have to keep coming back to them and back to them and back to them. And you're never really free of their yoke that you have to depend on them for everything because they don't share all their nuggets. Probably because they don't have the nuggets to share. (laughs) But they want to make you think that they do. Again, this isn't my opinion. 
this is my opinion, but uh, I will say that it's probably 99.9% .9 accurate based upon my experience with other entities in the quote-unquote quantum grammar domain out there. Like the more depth that I attained, the more closure I attained on my own knowledge, the more these other individuals could not stand on the same geometric level playing field as I did. They would fall off of it because they didn't have the knowledge. And they didn't have the humility to ask for guidance or to say, hey, Jason, you know, could, could you help me out here? You know, could you teach me what you know? Because I really want to learn how, how you do what you do. You think they would do that? No. Instead, what they did was slander me and try to run my name into the ground and make all kind of claims like, I don't know about authorization, which is pretty much, as far as everything that's ever been said about me, the biggest load of bullshit that I've ever heard because authority comes from knowledge. If you know what it is you're doing, you have the authority to do it. And I'm still here. I'm still teaching. I've never had a problem. I've never had any danger, not any real danger, from what I do. And I've had very many, you know, successful students. And all of my correct sentence structure claims have been successful. I've successfully used my CPAS-C treaty, fate rip volition claim, live life claim, uh, grammar tutor contract, document contract, court authority contract, all those things. I've been successful with it. So, therefore... All of those things that those people said, null and void and totally impotent and powerless. The only power that those people have are in the minds of the other people who buy into it and subordinate themselves and follow those types of people. So to get back to the topic, keep it simple, stupid. This basic tenant, fiction tenant, really does encompass the way that I look at this grammar in that I keep it very, very simple. There are those individuals who, as I said, they want to complicate it. And some of them, it's through, it's through nascience because they feel it's complicated. It's so overwhelming because it's foreign to them. It's so different than anything they've ever seen. They automatically think that it's complicated and then, you know, some of them get afraid or upset that they can't learn it in two seconds. You know, I, I know what it means to do that. I mean, for example, I've worked on golf courses for most of my, you know, younger life. Worked outdoors. And one would think if you work on a golf course that you would take advantage of the free golfing that's provided by most of the clubs to its employees. Well, I've only done that a handful of times. And the reason why is because... I can't golf for shit. I can't. I don't have the skill to do that. And I'm the type of person that if I don't normally, if I don't get something right away, if I'm not good at it right away, then I'm not interested in it. Uh, for example, martial arts and boxing. You know, I got into that and started training and I had a natural knack for it. Because at the time I liked to fight. And I had those natural instincts in my body and so I took very well to it. I enjoyed it. But golfing? No. For some reason I just didn't have that 
eye-hand coordination to do that. With quantum grammar, I wasn't good at it right away, and it was something that I really had to work at. And I really had to overcome a lot of challenges and obstacles to learn it psychologically. It was very, very hard for me, but it was something that I felt galvanized to do. And it did seem complicated when I first started learning it. It certainly did. But there was something in there that I sensed, uh, what is the word, the fiction word would be intuition, that this was the stuff that I needed to learn. This is because there was so much missing in what David Wynn Miller taught in his videos. He gave so much wonderful information on how to do things. But he didn't really get down to brass tacks and tell you exactly how to do it. And he certainly didn't tell you why things were the way they were. One example of that would be, he would say that a vowel in front of two consonants means no. Or a single syllable vowel in front of a consonant means no. And his closure on that was that he looked up all these words and he found out that they all had a negative connotation in that respect, those particles. What he didn't say, I mean, that was his closure on it, that through the parse, but he didn't go into any deeper closure as to why that would be. And then he would parse each letter of a word, like America or something, and then he would say, well, this is an adverb, this is a verb, this is an adjective, this is a pronoun, you know, each, whether it was a vowel or a consonant, consonants were syntaxed as tangible contract words, vowels were syntaxed as non-tangible contract uh, words. But he... I mean, he didn't use those terms. Those were terms that I brought into it via colon raven hyphen farhad hyphen tohidi colon afarin. But basically, that's what it is. But he wouldn't say why. And I tied that in and thus came to the conclusion that it does not matter if it's a vowel in front of one consonant, a vowel in front of two consonants, a vowel in front of three consonants, or however many consonants you want to throw in there. If a vowel starts the word and it's followed by a consonant, it is no contract. And I've shared that closure in multiple videos on multiple occasions. But this is just one of the things that he didn't clarify. So I felt galvanized to do that for the public, to simplify it. So instead of thinking, well, a vowel in front of a single syllable vowel in front of a consonant at the beginning of a word, or a vowel in front of two consonants at the beginning of a word means no contract, I just simplified it to. A vowel in front of a consonant at the beginning of a word is no contract. And I certified how that happens. So in my mind, I was successful in that and filled that gap and simplified it as per my volition. And there have been many, many other uh, elements of the grammar that I have boiled down and simplified with the help of colon raven hyphen farhad hyphen tohidi colon afarin who this is the second time I've mentioned his name in this podcast this particular episode he is and was my tutor and I'll say right now I'll give him all the credit in the world that he is an individual that knows the grammar like no one else he he, I mean, as advanced as I am, or you could consider me to be, he is 
light years ahead of me. Because any time that I have a question or a doubt or need to work something out in my mind, I will come to him and he will gladly help me out through it. Now, the interesting thing is, and I also credit this to Raven as to having taught me this, this uh, technique, this mechanic. Anytime I come to him with a question, it's like when I ask it and after I send the message or after I, whatever it is, email him or message him, after that happens, all of a sudden, the answer comes to me. The closure comes to me before he can even answer. And then he answers and then certifies it. So it's a very interesting phenomenon that happens now. And of course, there aren't that many questions that I have about the grammar, but there are a few now. And there are some things that are going to be happening, I think, in the near future that's probably going to shake up uh, quantum grammar because in my mind, I've come to discrepancies in the grammar that I've been teaching. The deeper, the deeper I go and the more knowledge I attain, the more specific it gets. And I see that it can be further simplified, that further consistency can be achieved. And so I'm working toward that goal, that direction to keep simplifying it, keep streamlining it, keep making it more and more correct. And of course, you're going to see the fruits of that on my YouTube channel as I go. And there will be stopping and correcting. Me stopping and correcting myself based upon the research and the work that I'm putting into it. And then you, the viewer, will benefit from the fruits of that work and that sweat equity. Which again is why I implemented the memberships on my YouTube channel as one way for you, the viewer, to show me that you value what it is that I do. Um, and of course, if you want to learn the grammar, there's always the workshops. You can apply for those using my email, jasonmatthewg17 at gmail.com. But in any case, it, calls, it all comes back to that goofy fiction saying, keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes, well, let me put it to you this way. When I first had my first, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, your aha moment. When I had my first aha moment in relation to this grammar, I really did feel stupid. Like I, I, was, I felt chagrined. Where, wow, this is really, really simple. Why didn't I get this before? How could I not see it before? The mathematical interface. It's so simple. And then as I've gone into, I think in other podcasts, there are those out there that want to complicate it. Well, I don't know if they want to complicate it, but they do complicate it. And I can say that from a tutor perspective because I've been teaching this hundreds of people, teaching it to hundreds of people all over the earth for the last five years. And I know what's a simple method of teaching and what's not. And there are some out there, uh, particularly overseas, who teach this very, very complicated mathematical interface, which doesn't even make sense when you do it backwards with this grammar. 
it just amazes me that they don't see the simplicity of what the mathematical interface actually is. It's so simple that, I mean, if everyone could grasp it all at once, <laughs> we would live in a very different place. Not to say they'd want to grasp it, or they'd want to live in a different place. I'm just sort of using metaphors here, sort of reaching. But that's why I don't affiliate or connect with any other contract party out there. People will say to me, well, Jason, we're, we're, there's strength in numbers. We should just all get along, even if we have different methods and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's easy for you to say when you're not out here in the public putting your face and name next to over 300 videos certifying your claims of being a grammar tutor. It's easy for you to say who use a nom de guerre in the comments section. <laughs> it's easy for you to say who doesn't have the subscriber count that I have and put, put in the work that I've put in and done the things that I've done. I'm not making an assumption that it's easy. I'm giving an opinion that it's easy for you to say that because you have not been in my shoes. Now, of course, I'm not in your shoes either. I'm not out there using a nom de guerre in a comments field, telling someone who's been teaching quantum grammar for five years how they should do things and that they should be the bigger person and, and get along with others for the benefit of all. No, hell with that. I don't have to get along with anyone. What I do have to do is navigate with honor, grace, peace, neutrality, and rule one, rule equal. And I'm perfectly willing to teach anyone who's willing to learn. And I'm also perfectly willing to stop and correct if I've made a mistake. And if someone can approach me in a humble manner, in an honorable and graceful manner, and tell me, Jason, see this thing that you just did here? This is not correct. It's wrong. It's causing damage. It's causing shipwrecks. Why are you doing it this way? And then I'll explain to you why I'm doing it that way. And if you don't agree with it, then, of course, you would show me examples of the shipwrecks that I've caused. You would show me the damages. And then you would show me the correct way to do it and give me closure on that. And if it makes sense to me, because I am open-minded and I do navigate with peace, neutrality, rule one, rule equal, and honor and grace, I would humbly stop and correct and give you credit. If you can board the vessel under those terms and conditions. Because that's what I do. And I don't expect any less from anyone else or any more from anyone else. Actually, I don't expect anything from anyone. I do require that you comply with my terms and conditions when you board my vessel. Because if you don't, you won't be boarding. Or if you do board in a malicious and underhanded method, you will soon find yourself flailing around in the sea of space with no life jacket. Because that will kick your ass off faster than you can blink. That's as close as I'm going to get to a wrestling, pro wrestling promo here, okay? <laughs> I just realized I started talking all goofy. 
but this is a podcast of opinion and I make that quite clear throughout the podcast and at the beginning of the podcast and it's just something fun for you the listener you will not find me talking like that on my grammar channel that's very serious oh which by the way I have something else to discuss in the next section of the podcast having to do with commenters in the comments field on the core hub home base of my construct the YouTube channel I know that people love to commune with other like-minded people or other like-minded individuals that they assume share the same viewpoints, the same general uh, stand, you know, positions, stances that they themselves share. And people love to talk about commonalities. And then when you come to differences, that's when the arguing starts, of course. And then usually in today's internet, the trolling starts, the name-calling, the ad hominems, the straw men. All the logical fallacies that you can think of will be thrown out there. Conspiracy theories and all that stuff. And that's neither here nor there. What I'm going to talk about right now are some commenters that will come onto my YouTube channel and start espousing their own personal beliefs of why things are the way they are and why they're doing the, what they're doing and then go on to give other commenters, other viewers, advice and how they should or shouldn't do, how they should or shouldn't feel, and, and what's going on. Basically promulgating their own spiritual or otherwise beliefs. This is not what my grammar channel is for. My grammar channel is specifically and strictly about the grammar. Correct sentence structure, communication, parse, syntax, grammar. Now there are some videos where I go into adjacent subjects, such as the Psyche playlist, but it always comes back to the grammar. I don't think... I try really hard not to give my own personal opinions about other things not grammar related. I'm a human being. Sometimes those things do slip in, but I really try my hardest to stick to the grammar. And also, if I am going to share an opinion in one of those grammar videos, I make it very clear that it is an opinion. That is something that I'm not going to be certifying. But if it's grammar, I'm definitely going to certify it. Long story short, the comments field is to be about the grammar. I will have people asking me, what do you think about, you know, Joe Biden? Is he a clone? <laughs> and other, other goofy things, you know. about what 8,000 years ago, the grammar was corrupted and, and the controllers, blah, 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 blah. Listen, neither you, and, and this is an opinion, but I feel that neither you nor anyone else could possibly certify what happened 8,000 years ago, let alone 800 years ago. Okay? I, I just don't see it. How could you? How could you possibly do that? Anything that's written down, I mean, you can't really certify it. 
if you weren't alive and you weren't there to witness it or see it. There are certain things you can cross-reference and come to a plausible probability, but other than that, no, you can't. It's impossible. I challenge anyone to do it. So, therefore, those types of comments I don't put on there. And if you notice in all my grammar videos, I never say anything like that. I never say that there's trickery involved, that this was a conscious thing done by this group of people or whatever. I will give an opinion. Like, for example, I have an opinion on the Bible that it's the single greatest psyop method of control that's ever been administered or implemented. Got so many people <laughs> believing in an assumption that they can't even prove. And they feel good about it. I put this down to, I relate it back to the grammar and how if you're going to get closure on correct sentence structure, you have to know what a fact is. Now, it's one thing to be able to certify something as a fact to yourself. Whatever method or means you use has to be consistent across the board, though. So if you can certify a tree to yourself, whatever by sight, touch, smell, hearing, through your senses, your port of sensation, you can certify a tree. You can also perhaps certify a tree to me, another contract party, through the same method. Now, can you certify a God in the same way? I'll leave that open-ended question to you. What I'm saying is you have to know what a fact is and you have to be able to certify every fact in the same manner, using the same criteria, because that's what quantum grammar is. It's rule one, rule equal, one is one. One and one is one. And real quick, what I mean by that is if you have two magnetic fields that are coming together and the magnetic fields come together, how many magnetic fields are there? One word, one meaning, one function, one congruency. That's quantum grammar. That's correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax grammar. So the same method that you use to certify a cup, a tree, love, wind, sky, all these tangible contract things, you, it better be across the board. You have to be able to certify God the same way. <laughs> or whatever you want to say, demons the same way. Whatever it is, <clears throat> it has to be across the board. And a lot of people get hung up on that. In any case, these are things that are not permitted into the comments field. Especially long dissertations about those types of things that get into very, you know, a lot of times very well written and artistic uh, extrapolations about these personal beliefs. But it doesn't have any place on my YouTube channel. To put it bluntly, it's my vessel, my channel. My rules, my terms and conditions. You, there are plenty and, I mean, numerous places you can go to espouse those types of comments and beliefs that deal in conspiracies and, and religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs and speculation and things like that. This is a grammar channel. 
www.youtube.com forward slash Jason Matthew Glass. First, middle, and last. Quantum grammar. Nothing to do with speculation and things and personal beliefs. Okay? Some people get butthurt over that. Some people get pissed off that, wow, Jason's so, you know, strict about this. <laughs> if, if something like that trips you up, if something like that, if, if you have a reaction to something like that, <clears throat> being told to stick to the freaking subject matter and, and stay on course, keep your vessel on course and be congruent with the grammar channel vessel, if, if that trips you up, then perhaps quantum grammar isn't for you because it requires a steady mind, a focused mind that doesn't go off into wild assumption, presumption, speculations and expect other people to buy into your fairy tales. And that's about all I got. So, to end it like I began it, it's about keeping it simple, quote-unquote, stupid. And of course, I don't think anybody out there is stupid. I don't participate with those types of concepts. Everybody has their own learning curve. Everybody has their own method of learning, their own style. And it's, it comes down to you, the learner. Do you want to learn it? Are you open to it? Are you hung up by cognitive biases? Are you hung up by your belief systems? Do you really want to give up all the speculation, assumption, presumption, conspiracy theory, BS stuff, religious beliefs that you participate with in order to come down to the cold hard facts and use this grammar and be successful with it and then open up a whole different world of grammar and closure and it's a whole different way of seeing things. If you're open to that, then this technology is for you. If you're not, then I'd be very cautious if I were you in trying to use it in your now, in your, in your now space in the day-to-day. Because -day. it may not have the effect that you think it will. And people probably look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for participating in these 99 episodes of this podcast. And I hope to see you over on my YouTube channel, where I will be spending the majority of my online now space. Goodbye. <laughs>